This is Bible Talk with Percy Garrett, and this is our Workout Friday. One of the things that the Apostle Paul said to the church at Ephesus is, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand when the evil day comes. And after having done all to stand, stand therefore. So uh, I've learned that to be a, a spiritual strong man, I have to exercise myself in God's word and do my walk in the spirit and make sure uh, that I am doing what the word calls for me to do. I, I learned that the Apostle Paul spoke about exercise also. And he said these words, exercise uh, uh, profited a little. Bodily exercise profited a little. I mean, you don't get much out of, out of it because you don't live but uh, three score and ten and four score by reason of strength. Oh, did you hear that? Bible says in Psalms 90, verse 10, that the days of our years are three score and ten. A score is 20 years. So three score is 60 years and 10 is 70. And four score is 80 years. So the, so, uh, the psalmist said that uh, our yields are three score and ten, and four score by reason of strength. So I've I, I determined that what the Apostle Paul said to Timothy, that bodily exercise does profit. I mean, it won't keep us alive, but it, it will give us a better lifestyle while we're still living. Uh, we'll be able to function much better if we exercise. So tonight is our workout Friday. We won't be doing a whole lot, but we're gonna uh, be lifting some weights tonight. I've already done some uh, lifting already, but uh, we're gonna continue on with the dumbbells and, and the barbells. When I first started tonight, I did uh, some exercises for my back and for my biceps. Normally when I work out, I work two body parts uh, per workout. For instance, for instance, I'll do back and, and biceps today. Tomorrow it will be chest and triceps. And the next workout day will be legs and shoulders. And we should always work out our abs and our calves uh, as often as we can. Each workout should we should incorporate abs and, and calves. I've already, I've already done my resistance workout on the resistance machine. I did my my back and my trice, my my biceps. Right now we're gonna uh, do my biceps with the dumbbells 
and then we'll move on from there. We're going to do several exercises uh, for our, our biceps and our back. So I've already done one set of uh, dumbbell uh, curls for my biceps. I'm going to do two more. I normally start off with 30 pounds and go up to, go up to about 40 because that's what I have on the top of my rack. I have some heavier weights up to 90 pounds, but I won't do those tonight. It's been a long time since I've done 90 pounds. I had a friend of mine uh, in the Marine Corps when I was a young man, and this man could pick up 90 pounds dumbbells and curl them. And he was uh, a madman when it came to lifting weights. And it didn't bother him because it, it looked like he, it was effortless for him. One day he may come in, if I can get him on the phone, uh, on on Anchor, and he can work out with us. He lives in Memphis, Tennessee now. He's he retired from the Marine Corps. By the way, his name is Houston Williams, and his hometown, though, is not Memphis. His, home, his hometown is Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Well, here we go. Now y'all got to count. Ah, I got I got two 35-pound dumbbells, one in each hand. I'm standing just about shoulder width apart. And I'm going to start off with my right arm first with the dumbbell curls. Here we go. Somebody count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Well, it was 20 repetitions. Dumbbell curls. Make those biceps jump up like Jack in the Box. <clears throat> when I was doing those uh, resistance exercises, I thought about what, what James and Peter said about how we should handle the devil. And they both said that we should do it in a certain way. Now, he didn't, uh, they didn't tell us to, to bind the devil or rebuke the devil or none of those two things because Satan is going to be bound, but not by us. In Revelation chapter 20, the Lord will send an angel to bind Satan. And some believe that that angel or that person, that heavenly being that's going to bind Satan, may even be the Lord himself. So uh, he will not be bound until uh, Revelation chapter 20. And that hasn't happened yet. So we, we can't bind him. If you are binding him, guess what? He must be a long, very long chain because he's still moving around or he keeps getting loose either he's on a long chain or he keeps getting loose but we have Christians binding him all, all over the world but he still is roaming the earth so which shows us that we can't bind him we don't bind him he will not be bound until God himself takes action against Satan in, in Revelation chapter 20 that we see. And we don't rebuke him. It does, it does you no good. I mean, he can't even sin. 
uh, Jude uh, said that when Michael uh, and Satan were contending for the body of Moses, Michael himself, as an archangel, did not uh, rebuke Satan nor bind him. But what he did do, he said, that the Lord rebuked you. So we leave the rebuking up to the Lord because the Lord can see Satan. He knows where he is at all times. We don't know where Satan is. We think he may be around us. And I'm sure he does come and tempt us from time to time. But Satan is not omnipresent. He cannot be everywhere at one time. So he can't be here and in South America right now. So he's never in the same place. <laughs> he never, he never, uh, uh, omnipresent. He just can't be that widespread. He doesn't have, he doesn't have that kind of power. But he does uh, walk to and fro, up and down throughout, throughout the earth. Seeking somebody to devour. He walks about like a roaring lion, Peter says. But we don't rebuke him. We don't bind him. But this is how we handle the devil, Peter says, First Peter chapter uh, 5. He says that we resist him steadfastly in the fate. And he'll flee from us. Isn't that amazing? you can put the devil on the run. Now, that's amazing how the Bible uh, links to evil situations and shows that we have power over one and not so much power over the other one. Let me say it like this. The Bible never tells us to resist fornication. The Bible never commands us to resist illicit sex. But it does tell us to resist the devil. He'll flee from us. And it tells us to flee fornication. Flee sexual sin. We can't stay in a situation and resist it. Because it's sex is an enjoyable thing. And the flesh wants it. The mind wants it. So you have to be like Joseph. When Joseph was tempted by Potter's for the wife, he didn't hang around trying to reason with her. Joseph got his hat. He, he lost his coat, but he got his hat. So we're told to, to flee, run from fornication, sexual sin, but resist the devil and he'll flee from us. Humble your hand under the mighty hand of God. <clears throat> and re resist the devil. And, and you resist the devil steadfastly in the faith by walking in the word. By walking in the spirit. When you do that, Satan can't touch you. Uh, it, it was the same way when Christ was tempted by Satan in the wilderness. The Lord would say to Satan, Thus saith the Lord, It is written. It is written. When Satan tempted him to turn the stone into bread, 
The Lord said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. And Satan continued to tempt Jesus. But, but the, last, the last temptation he brought against Jesus was this one. He brought three. I want, I want to skip to the last one. He told Jesus to climb to the highest uh, part of the temple. But by the way, the second one was he wanted the Lord to to bow down and worship him. But but the Lord used the word against him on that also. But the last one he said to, to the Lord, climb to the toughest, the, the highest part of the temple and jump down. Jump down and the people will applaud you. They'll accept you as the Messiah, the King. Uh, you won't hurt yourself because the Lord has said in Psalm 91 that he had has given his angels charge over you and you will not hurt yourself. You won't dash your foot against a stone. That, that scripture Satan is using. I mean, he is quoting the scripture, Psalm 91. But Jesus said to him, it is also written, you should not put the Lord thy God to the test. You should not tempt the Lord thy God. Let me do another set before I get too cool. I don't want to be too cool and not come back to that. But we shouldn't we shouldn't tempt the Lord. We should not put God to the test. Now, sometimes we do that. I was talking to some people today about how we do that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20 dumbbell curls. And man, that was 40 pounds. Each arm, each hand, those biceps, those biceps are popping up, jumping up like Jack in the Box. Oh, so. <clears throat> I was, we, we, we put God to the test in many ways. But the way we do it now, <clears throat> the way we're doing it today, is that some of, us are, some of us are gathering together, not wearing our PPEs, our personal protection equipment, like our face mask and our gloves, around our friends and our, our neighbors and our families who visit us or whom we visit without wearing protective equipment, a face mask, pretty much. That's what I'm saying. We're putting God to the test because you can catch the COVID-19 virus and get sick. And you can spread it to other people. And, and, and one of the main reasons that you wear the mask is not for you specifically. It, it can't help you some. But it's designed to protect your family and friends and neighbors from you, just in case you have it. That's why when you gather in a public place, church, stores, doesn't matter where you go, to the beach, 
you should wear everybody should be wearing a mask because if you don't you may endanger someone else and you and if you're in a in the company of people who are not wearing masks you're putting yourself in danger and if you can see that they're not wearing masks and you stay there you're tempting the Lord you're putting God to the test you're saying that God's gonna protect me <clears throat> that's like a man jumping out of an airplane at 10,000 feet without a parachute he's saying that God he's saying that God will save me and all the way to the ground he's saying that God's gonna save me that's putting God to the test that there's an old story about a flood coming to a town and this man was in this building and he called on the, on, on, on God to, to save him and pretty soon the fire truck came the water was easing up over the steps over the porch and the fire truck came and said, and said to the man we've come to rescue you he said, no, I'm waiting on the Lord. He wouldn't get on the fire, he would not get on board the fire truck. The fire truck left, and the water kept easing up. Pretty soon, someone came by on a boat and said, we've come to rescue you. He said, no, I'm waiting on the Lord. The boat left. Then the water got so high, the man had to move to the rooftop. They moved to, to the rooftop and they sent a helicopter. They said, get on board, we're coming to rescue you. He said, no, I'm waiting on the Lord. The man, man, man drowned and he died. And when he saw the Lord, he said, Lord, wh wh why didn't you save me? You, you knew I was, I was about to drown. Why did you save me, Lord? And the Lord said, I sent you a fire truck. I sent you a boat. And I sent you a helicopter. This man simply put God to the test. And he didn't realize that the help that God had sent him, because he was still testing the Lord. God had given us love, masks, social distancing, and our own homes. Yeah, we go out and put God to the test. Let's give God the glory and thank him for the protection that he's given us. The gloves, the face mask, and our own homes. All right, let's continue on with our workout. I'm gonna do some, some concentration curls. I'm gonna concentrate on these movements with the dumbbells. I'm gonna sit down. Oh man, I, don't, you, don't you just love sitting down? Can't sit too long. You can't sit too long. One wise man said that a body in motion stays in motion. A body at rest stays at rest. An old astronaut said that. So we're going to keep moving. 
even when it hurts. Some folks don't, don't want to work out when it hurts, but sometimes that's the best time to do it. Listen, there's an old Marine Corps saying, no pain, no gain. Pain is good, and extreme pain is extremely good. Oh boy, even when we're weak, Paul says, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Here we go. I'm going to put this, uh, put my arm on my right leg, this is my right arm, with with a a 30-pound dumbbell. I'm going to put the back of my arm up against the inside of my leg and do some concentration curls. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right, make those, make those biceps look like hammers. Here we go. Left side. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right. Okay, that was ten repetitions on each side, each arm. Dumbbell curls. No, no, no. Uh, concentration curls. What's the what's the dumbbell? Okay, we're gonna move up another five another five pounds, and we go to thirty-five pounds. Now, now these are light weight for some people. When I was a young man, they were, these were these were light weights. Well, now that's mostly what I do. I can do more, but I don't have to. I'm not trying to impress anybody. I just want to stay in shape. Uh, I don't I don't do this for cosmetics anymore. I do it for for uh, the ability to the ability to live well and not look well. However, looking well is part of the benefits. You look better. You don't have wrinkles. Uh, you don't have bulges. You're able to to stand and and sit and jump and do things that you want to do and be a fit vessel for the master's use. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and grab this dumbbell. And once again, these are called concentration curls. I do three sets of these. I'm going to take the weight and put it in my right hand, uh, palm up, and put my the back of my tricep, back of my arm, in, inside of my right leg, my right thigh. And here we go. Bring that dumbbell up to a chest. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right. Change over to my left side. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine, ten. All right, that was ten repetitions on each arm. Twenty reps all together. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Now, I will never be a Samson, not because I can't uh, get strong, but I can't get as strong as Samson. Samson was a strong man. He, he defeated a thousand men 
with the jawbone of an ass. He was a strong man. He took down a gate and walked up hill with it. I can't do that. Although I had a friend one time who got mad with somebody that uh, did some some bogus work on, on one of his vehicles. And uh, he took the gate down and took his vehicles out of that compound. But uh, <clears throat> Samson was strong not because of his natural abilities. He was strong because the God, the Holy Spirit, lives in him. Oh, Lord! Did you hear what I just said? Samson was strong because God, the Holy Spirit, lived in him. And he became weak when he disobeyed God and cut it and had it had his hair cut. God uh, commanded the uh, those who take the uh, the Levite vow to never cut their hair until the vow had ended. But Samson allowed Delilah to cut his hair. And when he did that, he lost his strength. His strength did not come from his hair, but because he was disobedient, the Holy Spirit left him. Same way it left the same the same way he left Saul. The Holy Spirit left Saul when Saul sinned against God. And when Samson disobeyed God, Holy Spirit left him. Now he came back when Samson came to himself in prison after having his eyes plucked out. He asked God to allow him to avenge those who plucked his eyes out. And the Holy Spirit enabled him to bring down the building, the Colosseum, where, where these where Samson's enemies were seated, and 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 using him for gain in the Colosseum. Holy Spirit uh, came back on him, came upon him again, and enabled him to bring the building down. And the scriptures say that Samson uh, killed more of his enemies, of God's enemies at that time than he did when he was uh, able to see. He did more of the blind man than he did when he, than he did when he was able to see. But anyway, um, you have the same strength as Samson. You know, I don't think Samson has to work out to get to be strong. And I don't think you have to have to work out to be strong. To do spiritual feats. To do spiritual work. All you need to do is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we find that in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, where Paul says, Be not drunk on wine which is debauchery, uh, loss of control, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
what he's saying there is don't use outside substances such as alcohol and drugs and any, any other thing, anything to control your life. But be controlled by the Holy Spirit. To be filled with the Holy Spirit means to be controlled by him. If you're, if you're drunk on wine, it's to be filled with the wine. Or the, or the, or the scotch, or the beer. It's to be controlled by it. But to be filled with the Spirit is to be controlled by Him who is God and to be empowered by Him. So, that's why Paul can say, be strong in the Lord. One of the things that he tells that uh, that uh, John tells the church is this. He said, I, I, I write to you young men because you've overcome the evil one. Because you're strong. And you've overcome the evil one. First John chapter 2. He said, I write to you. Because you, you're strong. <clears throat> I think every, every one of God's people are strong in the Lord. Because the Holy Spirit is God. And you can't lose if you walk in Him. If you're filled with Him. Okay. My last set of concentration girls are going to be done with 40 pounds. I want to take up the dumbbell, put it in my right hand, and uh, put my right arm, my dog is moving around, he's excited, put my right arm against the inside of my right leg, the back of my right arm, and here we go, someone had to count. Do you think I can do 10? I'm gonna try to do 10 repetitions. I may not be able to do it, y'all. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, all right. Let's do the left side. Let's do the left side. Here we go. One, two, beat that chest. One, four, five. Sick. Beat the chest. Uh, bring it to the chest. Uh, uh. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. One more. All right. That was, I, I think that was 10 or 12. I'm done with that. Uh, next exercise, if I can hold out, if I don't give up. You think I should give up? This is hard, y'all. You know when I, when I tell my drill instructor in the Marine Corps when I, in the boot camp, this is hard. They would say, Gary, the Marine Corps didn't promise you a rose garden. So this ain't a rose garden, y'all. People ask me if I like working out. No, I don't. I don't enjoy this. I just enjoy the results. Because it enables me to live a better quality of life. And that's what I always want to let people know. Working out will not give you longevity. It's the point once a man to die. When the time comes, no matter what shape you're in, you're gonna, you're gonna go on to be, with the, to be with the Lord. But it will give you a better quality of life. Enabling you to serve God 
more fully. That's why I do it. Not because I like it, but because it enables me uh, to use this vessel fit for the master's use. All right, I'm going to shift around the other side of the workout room and continue my bicep workout. And guess what I'm going to do now? We just got done with, with dumbbells. By the way, I, I, want, I want to say this too. If you don't have any dumbbells, you can use water bottles, uh, Coca-Cola bottles, soda bottles. You, you can use, you know, uh, uh, cola cans, whatever you have that has weight, you can use it to, to, to work your biceps and other parts of your body. Uh, <clears throat> now I'm going to go to the barbells. Now you, you, you may not have barbells, but if you take two uh, unopened cola cans, uh, cola bottles, or bleach bottles, or whatever kind of bottles you have. And instead of doing one-arm curls, you can bring those up together at the same time. I call them double-arm curls. Bring them up towards your shoulders and back down. Do 10 reps or more. If they're, if they're real light, you can do more reps. But I want to go ahead and do some curls now this is a curl bar when I, when I say curl bar it, it has curves in it it's, it's not a straight bar I do have a straight bar but I'm going to use the curl bar this time I should say curled C-U-R-L-E-D because it is curled we often say curl C-U-R-L but it's, it's curled and it's just like how many 10, 20, 30 uh, 60 it's about 70 pounds so here we go. Up. Someone count now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And I'm sweating like a pig. Good thing about it though. Once I get done working out here, I can cool down. I have a, a smoothie uh, that I had in the, in the freezer, and I got it kind of thrown out now. I have not mixed it yet. I, I still have, have to put my powder in now. I have I have a smoothie mix in there. I might put some some broccoli in there and some cauliflower. Those are the only two vegetables I have left. Fresh fresh vegetables anyway until I go to the store until I order some more fresh vegetables. And uh, so uh, everything is, is, is frozen except the smooth mix. I mean, uh, the uh, protein mix. Uh, so once I get done here, I'm gonna go ahead and mix that up in the blender and sit back and cool down. So uh, the fruit that's in the blender will give me my carbohydrates. And the protein will give me my my, pro, my protein. So ho hopefully it'll be it'll be pretty well balanced 
and that will take me through tonight. And where I've torn down the muscles, the protein will build the muscles back. That's that's the that's the uh, purpose of protein. It's it's rebuild muscles for, uh, for the person who works out. A lot of times I use amino acids. Um, they have capsules. They have uh, liquids. Right now I'm using the liquid protein that comes in a large bottle. That kind of help rebuild the muscles and give you strength. Okay. One more set of uh, barbell curl. These are done using the curled bar. I'm going to do 10 more repetitions. So I won't have to count. It's a little noise, but here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and ten. You bring that, bring that, bring that to your chest. Now you you know you, you can use the broomstick, but it's not heavy. Uh, you, you still use it. Uh, it'll, it'll work your biceps. It just won't make them big, but it will give your biceps agility. So if you, if you can't find anything that's heavy enough to use in both hands, such as a Coca-Cola bottle uh, or something. A broomstick will work. <clears throat> I have been looking at uh, God's Word. Where it talks about us, us going through troubles, trials. Tribulation. So when I come to the gym, I, I, I think about trials, tribulations, and temptations, and how hard it can be sometimes. And I think about Paul's admonition to us as Christians when he when he gets to First Corinthians chapter ten, verse uh, thirteen. He says these words: "There is no temptation." but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who not who will not allow us to be tempted above that which we're able, but will with the temptation make a way of escape that we can bear up under it. We can stand up under the temptation. We can we, we can we can endure the hardships that come. And, and, and I think that a good workout achieves the same outcome in the physical sense. When, I, when I'm going through things, uh, stress and, and anxiety, a good workout deals with that. I may come, come into to the workout room uh, burdened down, but when I'm done, I'm back on top shelf because God had uh, given me the ability to come in here and work it out. So here we go, one last one last set with this barbell, this curl barbell, uh, the, 
It's curl barbell. Here we go. We're going to, we're doing barbell curl. We're going to do 10 repetitions to one count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Well, I've got to tell you, I'm, I'm standing up with my feet shoulder width apart. And I bring that, dab, that barbell up to my chest. My hands are shoulder width apart. And I bring the barbell up to my chest. And back down. And back up. Down and back up. I let my arms go to the front where the, where the barbell is resting on my legs. Then back up. Right now, We're going to do my back. We're going to do some some barbell rows, bent over rows. I'm, I'm going to take. I'm going to go to the barbell. This, this is a long barbell. The curl barbell is short. The long barbell you can use it on uh, the bench press machine because it's wide. It's long. And it's, it's heavily, heavily constructed. And, and I have, I don't have a lot of weight on it right now. I got 25 pounds on both sides, on each side. And what I want to do, I'm going to grab it. Shoulder width, shoulder, well, my leg will be shoulder width, shoulder width apart. And, uh, My hands are going to be shoulder width apart. Ah, I got it, y'all. It's heavy for an old man. I'm going to bend over, and with the weights hanging down toward my knee, my knees, my arms stretched out. I want to uh, use my back and bring the weights back up. I'm not gonna use my arm. My arms are just used use, use to, to hold the weights. I'm gonna bend over, bend my knees, with my back, bring the weights up to my, to my chest. Two, my, between my chest and my stomach. Four, five, six, eight, nine, seven, twelve, fourteen, fifteen. Oh, that hurts. Woo! Some things hurt more than others, y'all. And that hurts. Not really hurt, but you know, it takes the wind out of you. Yeah, and that's the good thing about this too. If you're if you're su subject to any kind of diseases, you can build your immune system and build your cardiovascular system. And if you do happens to contract uh, the coronavirus or some other type virus, it won't be so bad. And it won't take so long to get rid of it. Now, I don't know if I've ever had the coronavirus or not. <clears throat> but if I've had it, I've been blessed with the ability that my body has fallen. Now I also take a lot of lot of lot of supplements. 
I take a lot of uh, vitamin C, a lot of magnesium, uh, fatty acids, omega-3, you know, B vitamins, and uh, I take a lot of stuff to keep me as healthy as I can. Now, now listen, please understand, I am not afraid of death. Uh, Christ has took away the sting of death for me. That's why Paul could cry out in 1 Corinthians 15, 55 and following. He says, oh death, where'd you sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? For the sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who has given us the victory through Jesus Christ. So, the weight of sin is death. But Christ has paid the penalty for our sins. Christ has fulfilled the law for us by, by becoming the, the supreme, the ultimate sin offering. The sin debt was paid by Christ dying for us in our place, becoming our substitutionary sacrifice. He paid for our sins, he fulfilled the law at the cross by becoming a sacrifice for our sin. The sin offerings were given to, to the, the Jews through the priesthood to atone for sins that came about by them breaking the law. So, so you have to have a sacrifice for sins or you can't be forgiven. So Christ became our sacrifice on the cross. <clears throat> so sins have been dealt with. And the law had been fulfilled. Listen to what he said now. Oh, death was your sting. Oh, grave was your victory. For the sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. But Christ dealt with sins. And Christ fulfilled the law for us at the cross. When he became the supreme sacrifice to fulfill the Old Testament law that required a sacrifice for sins. Oh, how precious our Lord is. Let me go to the set and I come back and we'll talk some more. But that's why Paul says this, therefore, now no condemnation to them that are in Christ. who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law, for the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. Can't die. If you can't die, you can't go to hell. Christians cannot die. For, for what the law could not do, God did by sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemn sin, a judge sin in the flesh by becoming the supreme 
sacrifice for us. That the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us. So when Christ died, he died for us and he, he, he fulfilled the law that, that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us through him. He is the fulfillment of the law. He kept it. He never sinned. And he, and he also fulfilled it when he died. Hmm. Now, Paul says in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14, about death, he said, Inasmuch as the children were partakers of flesh and blood, he likewise himself also partook of the same, the same flesh that we have, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. Christ had destroyed the power of the devil. Right now, uh, since, since Christ died and rose again, he rode with the keys of death and hell in his hands. Satan don't have them anymore. Christ had become our Savior from death from sin, death, and hell. We don't have to fear death. Old death, where'd you sting? Old grave, where'd your victory? We pass from death to life. John chapter 5, verse 24. Okay, here we go. With the, ah! This barbell, we're gonna bend over at the waist, bend the knees slightly, and bring this, this, these weights up to my, between my stomach and my chest. Four, five, eleven, oh, ah. Using only your chest muscles. I mean, I'm sorry. Using only your back muscles because it's, because we're working our back. Get one more set. One more set, y'all. We'll be done with that one. Then we'll move over to a uh, cable pull down. Cable pull down is easy because you can adjust the weight. I probably won't do no more than about 90 to 120 pounds on that. But uh, when you do those, you have to isolate also. But anyway, Christ exercised. Uh, his salvation powers on the cross. And uh, before he, he died for our sins, he cried out to a telestar, which means it is finished. It is finished. The sin debt has been paid. And, and, and when he hung on the cross, guess who was that with him? No, I'm not talking about the two things. 
I'm not talking about the Romans. I'm not talking about Mary and John. I'm talking about you. Were you there? <laughs> I'm not messing with you. I can tell you right now, you were there. You were there with Jesus hanging on the cross. I, I know that may be hard to, to conceive of, but when you look at Romans chapter 6, verse 6, and following, Paul said, you were crucified with him. Isn't that amazing? You, the Christian, 2,000 years ago, you were crucified with Christ. I wouldn't like to. The Bible said that. Paul even said that about himself. And I think that includes us in Galatians 2.20. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. He said these words. I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the, the life I now live, I live, and the, the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. So what, what Paul was saying is this: At the moment I was born again. I partook of a, of a mystical union with Jesus Christ. And when that happened, I became one with him. And that oneness took me all the way back to Calvary's cross. So when he died, I died. When he was buried in the tomb for three days and three nights, I was buried in the tomb three days and three nights. When he was raised from the dead on that third day, I was raised up on the third day with him, in him. That's why Paul would say in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, he has raised us up together with Christ and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He did that at the moment you were born again. He seated you in heavenly places in Christ. He took you back to the cross. Then he raised you up. In chapter 3, Paul would say, since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your affection on things above. For Christ is seated at the right hand of God. For you died. And your life is hidden with God in Christ. What's Christ? Christ is in heaven. And since you had that mystical union with him, you are in heaven with him right now. Seated in heavenly places. That's why you can't die. I have to keep saying this because that's the gospel. The gospel is the Christian can never die. We die at one time. It is appointed once a man to die, and then the judgment. And you, you, you were judged. You died at Calvary's cross, and you were judged at Calvary's cross. God does not deal, deal in double jeopardy. You can't die again. You can't be judged again. 
We'll judge one time at the cross. All right. I'm back at the Bible, y'all. Listen. There's therefore now no condemnation. Them that are in Christ. Also, let me tell you something else now. Working out gives you a, a certain degree of protection from from uh, assault. I remember uh, walking down the street in Oceanside, California, and it was one of the times. So I had on had my sweater on. I, I wasn't exposed, but uh, I was much bigger than I am now. <clears throat> and as I walked down the street, this man approached me. When he got close to me, he veered to the right of me. He got out of my way. He said, "Man, you're big." He, he walked on, but uh, I'm, I'm tempted to think that if I hadn't been the size I was, and if my muscles had not been bulging, he would have attacked me. Oh, man. Thank God. Thank the Lord. Let me see what, what we going to do now. I just got done with the with the uh, barbell let's see we're going to do some pull downs some cable pull downs we're still working our back I just, we just got done with the barbell shrugs I'm sorry not shrug we're not, we're not doing shrugs tonight which is not a bad exercise. I like doing scrubs, but not tonight. I normally do those for my shoulders. But we were doing barbell rows, and uh, that means that we were working our backs. Our backs. I'm trying to navigate over to the pull-down machine. And I'm here. I think I may have to add some weight. I think I have enough weight tonight right now for for triceps, but this, but this is not tricep night. This is the back and biceps. So here we go. I'm going to add these weights. You know, uh, Peter said in 2 Peter chapter 1, add to your faith virtue. And to to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patient godliness. In other words, add to your faith that you may grow thereby. We're called to grow in grace and knowledge about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we do that by the Word. By studying His Word. Reading His Word. They said, How can a young man keep his way pure, O Lord? Let me answer the question. He said, By taking heed. 